0: Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I dot O-R-G. Visit our website, sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes out every Friday, uh, U.S. time. We are a house church network. We meet in homes. We rotate who leads each week, and when possible, we rotate who hosts each week. Uh, that's how they did church in the the first 300 years of Christianity before it was legalized, and they were called into the formerly pagan auditoriums to meet there, where they've been meeting for the last 1,700 years. And uh, but we meet in homes. We rotate when we multiply. When we grow, outgrow a home, we just multiply out. Stay related to each other. That's how the church went from 120 to saturating the Roman Empire in under 300 years. So that's what we do. You can find all uh, all sorts of things about house church and, and our network there at our website c w o w i dot org. Today talking about how to walk in love and how opinions don't matter. And and this, I, I'll take you back to the difference between an absolute and an opinion. Years ago, when Barb and I were just in the first years of marriage, probably. Uh, we were in our early 20s, rather naive, inexperienced. We were part of a church, and after church, uh, a lady there in the church would like to host, oftentimes, uh, a, a meal. And so we'd go after church, you know, and the usual church stuff, you know, the sermon meant a lot to me. Oh, that teaching was was great. But this lady started getting in strife with the pastor and didn't agree with things that were going on in the church. And there were elements to it that we agreed with her on and we told her yeah we agree with you but Barbara and I were not the ones even that time in our whenever we were 21 22 something like that even then we knew not to enter into strife a different of a difference of opinion with the pastor doesn't go far with us it's like okay it's it's none of our business how he runs the church you know and uh, and but this lady took what we had expressed as our opinions and later brought that strife to the pastor and how unhappy she was and how she wanted things changed. And then she said, John and Barb agree with me and, and quoted some of the things we said. And when we heard of that, we were horrified, uh, because what we expressed were opinions. Now an opinion is defined as this. And I wrote it down here just so <laughs> we can have it just right out of the dictionary. Opinions are strongly held personal beliefs that are not substantiated by proof or personal knowledge. They are opinions that are not backed up by personal knowledge or by limited personal knowledge. Uh, a personal, it is also a personal judgment of the merits of an individual or a thing. It's a personal judgment. And so an opinion is just that. It's not an absolute. It's, it's a personal judgment call someone makes. And so anyway, when we heard that the pastor uh, was hurt by what we had said, we called him up and said, can we come over? We sat down in their living room, talked to the pastor and his wife, apologized profusely, and we never went back to one of those uh, after-church meals again. In fact, that lady was was dealt with and they really had to deal with her heart. But the thing is, Barb and I took our opinions and we crucified them because, you see, there are the absolutes of God's word. Uh, you know, absolutes, let's let's take murder, for instance. Uh, for, let's take from the Ten Commandments. We know that God created us. And so, therefore, we have a very high value on human life because we are made in his image after his likeness. And so, therefore, we also honor mom and dad because it was through mom and dad that God created us, that God brought us into this world. We don't have to obey mom and dad always when we're adults, of course, but we can honor them and give them the respect no matter how and who they are. Uh, but from that honoring of life, it, therefore we learn it's wrong to murder, wrong to steal, wrong to lie, uh, long, wrong to 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 lust after or to covet after, etc. Because we are honoring the life that God gave. Those are absolutes. It's not an opinion. It's just wrong to murder. It, it's it's not it's not an opinion. It's an absolute. So what you do is you have to take your opinions and throw them against the absolutes of God's word. And that's what we did with Pastor Steve and his wife that day when we went over to their house. We we caused the absolutes of the word that says, don't sow division among people. Don't be in strife. Uh, forgive. Don't let bitterness enter in. All the different things that are absolutes in scripture and that are right. We went in there and we, we, we humbled ourselves and we crucified our opinions. We gave them up. We compared that to the absolutes of the Word, and we caused our opinions to submit to the absolutes of the Word of God. That's how we have lived our life ever since. That's how we lived our life before we were horrified when uh, that lady stood behind us and kind of used our opinions taken out of context to justify her strife and her divisions in, in the church and with the pastor. And so, you know, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 6, in the English Standard Version, which this this element is, is very close to the Greek, Uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 4-6 says this, The weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion uh, raised against the knowledge of God. We take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, ready to punish every bit of disobedience when our obedience is complete. We as it says destroy arguments and opinions that are against the knowledge of God that is when i form an opinion and it and i have the word of God that where I'm, I'm going to start entering into strife and unforgiveness and bitterness towards someone, then I have to pull my opinion back from that precipice of where I would enter into strife and anger and division and, and things of that against them. And I, and I pull that down into the obedience of Christ and say, you know what? I'm not their Lord. They answer to Jesus, not to me. That's none of my business. And I crucify my opinions. I, I withhold my opinions be, to the point where I won't get in strife. We are told in, in, in Matthew seven one, "Judge not, lest you be judged." And then Jesus says, "But you judge the fruit of a person's life," and that's where you make the difference. We don't judge a person. We don't judge their heart. Uh, we don't judge them to the point where we get in strife and arguments. But we do say, if you know, like Paul instructed in, in Romans chapter sixteen, somebody is purposely causing causing divisions in the body of Christ, avoid them. You know, you withdraw yourself. You form a boundary and say, okay, I'm not going to go with that person because they always get into strife. They always gripe at the pastor. They always gripe about life, da, 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 somebody they've got an issue with. You withdraw yourself from that because you know that they are poison to you. They're toxic to you. And so you stay away from those toxic relationships. You t- stay away from those things which would pull you from your opinion uh, into the strife and, and anger and bitterness and everything else and the hurt and everything else that comes with forming an opinion. See, opinions happen And then what happens is somebody will do something against that opinion. They will not agree with you and your opinion. And what happens then is if a person holds on to that opinion so strongly and they run up against somebody who disagrees with them, then they get all hurt and angry and in strife and, and everything else. And it's all opinion. They haven't yet compared that opinion to the absolutes of the word of God. In fact, James said in James chapter three, what is it, verses what, 14, 15, 16, talks about the wisdom from above, which is pure and, and peaceful and gentle. And he talks about the wisdom of the earth, which is sensual oriented, sense oriented and devilish and full of envy and strife and such. And he says this, is. he told them this, he said, if you've got envy and strife in your hearts, don't glory in it and don't lie against the truth. In other words, if you've got envy and strife in your hearts, admit it. And don't lie against the truth. You know the truth of God's word. You know you have to deal with your heart. You know you have to bring every thought, every opinion, every emotion captive to the obedience of Christ. And the way you do that is you remove yourself from from insinuating yourself into that situation and just say, you know what? That is none of my business. How they feel about the pastor, that's none of my business. How their marriage functions, that's none of my business. How their business works, that's none of my business. How their friendship works, that's none of my business. They answer to Jesus, not to me. And you withdraw. All your opinion you you shrink it back to the point that because you know the threshold where you can step across the line where you'll enter into strife or you'll enter into anger or or bitterness or divisions or whatever so you pull yourself back from that and say you know what i need to not withhold from i need to withhold myself from that i need to just the fruit of their lives is good and maybe in this area i disagree with but that's not my business um Romans 14, one says, receive a brother who's weak in the faith, but not to the point of quarreling over opinions or not to the point of strife. So you can talk about things, but Paul says not to the point of strife. So that means talk about things. That means Paul is saying, develop this discipline within ourselves that we can talk about different things. But once we start to enter that threshold, you can feel that getting in there where your strongly held opinions are coming up against their strongly held opinions. And that's where you draw back. And you say, you know what? We can disagree on things, but not to the point that I want to be in strife with you. So so we will just move on from there. And we realize that you are the servant of the Lord. I'm the servant of the Lord. And his opinion is the only thing that matters. That's how you live your life. That's how you walk in in, in peace. Uh, in Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, Paul uh, tells two women, a Yodius and a woman named Sintish. I guess, S-Y-N-T-Y-C-H-E. When I get to heaven, I can ask her how she pronounces her name. <laughs> but it says that they would be of the same mind. He says, I exhort them to be of the same mind of the Lord. These two ladies were evidently having a uh, row, you know, they were they were in strife or whatever. And, and Paul says, I exhort them to be of the same mind of the Lord. And the same mind of the Lord literally means to direct your minds to the Lord. That's uh, Philippians 4, two. That's a good exhortation, that we may direct our minds to the Lord, and that will settle any strife or anything t- between us, because it's not on us, not on them, but it's on the Lord. And we bring those emotions, we bring those opinions, we bring those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ, and we say, you know what, there are absolutes, and absolutes say, I've got, I need to be at peace, I need to forgive, I need to walk in love, and the way I do that is I withdraw, I shrink my opinions back beyond the threshold of where I would get in strife. And I keep that to within myself and to the Lord. And I can pray, but I can't form opinions other than Jesus died for that person and they're a work in progress as it is in me. Like I say many times, I don't condemn a person just because they sin differently from me. You know what I'm saying? We're all in the same boat. Jesus said, take the log out of your own eyes before you try to take a splinter out of your brothers. If you have that attitude, then you will keep your opinions closely held and not to the point that it forms strife or envy or anger or bitterness or anything else where you cut off a relationship, but you can walk in love realizing in the end, we each stand individually between before the Lord, not between, but not before each other. All right, hope this has been a blessing to you. That's how you walk in love. That's how you can stay free and at peace and secure in your walk with the Lord. All right, God bless. Bye.